Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. words. So today we are super excited. We have Katrina with us. And um, Katrina's author name is Katie Englehart. So you can find her by that name. You can find her, her debut novel just released last year, which is very exciting. I had the pleasure of getting to read it and just enjoyed it so much. It was right up my alley. <laughs> like, just so much fun. My fantasy is called The Wise One. And um, you can find it wherever books are sold. It, we will also have links in the show notes to all of that. Katrina also has a podcast where she talks about fantasy and urban fantasy and magical realism and all those fun things and um which is also right up our alley so we're like super super stoked to talk to you today her podcast is called writing the broomstick um and we'll have links to that in the show notes as well thanks for joining us katrina we are super excited to have you you're really good at that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me i'm so excited and we always start out kind of interviews in the same way is asking about your first or earliest connections with story. Yeah, I mean, let's go way back. Um, So I was playing pretend in my basement since I was like four. (laughs) And I loved playing alone because like, guess what? I got to control the story, right? (laughs) Shutting my brother. Um, yeah, uh, besides that, I mean, I, I used to read whatever I got my hands on and my mom was a huge, well, is still a huge, huge reader. So, uh, whatever was on the bookshelf, I mean, we had like Amelia Bedelia. I don't know if you remember oh, those yeah, books, absolutely. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bernstein Bears, although that might yeah. be Canadian. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, actually, right? yeah. <laughs> yes. And the usual, like the, all those classics, like they start off with those like Dr. Zeus and, and the Disney classics and all those yeah. things. And then I, I guess uh, high school was really when things got really like real for me. Like I, I had an amazing English teacher, Mr. O'Neill, and uh, he was super inspirational. So like, and such an amazing storyteller, like he's Irish also. So like the storytelling is in his blood and that got me super into it too. And, that's so fun. It's so, so great when teachers can speak that kind of encouragement into students and really just inspire them. I love hearing stories like that. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I actually just spoke to him yesterday. I surprised oh, him. Really? I mailed him my book. Yes, because he's he's in my acknowledgement section and I had handwritten him something. I sent it to him. He was he was in tears, honestly. And I'm oh. like, I was practically crying <laughs> yeah. knowing that he was crying. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so he does at what point did you decide then that you wanted to be a writer like and actually pursue that as a career Ooh, it's like something that i i think i always knew um like i said it was always storytelling first so like i wanted to be an actor and that kind of thing okay. and then after reading harry potter a little bit unoriginal i like i'm sure you <laughs> but like that really like oh my god wow like i need to tell stories too so i think growing up i always knew like i i just had to write i had to either write for tv i had to write books um and uh, at first like I, I started getting to television writing a little bit more like script writing i studied it and all that yeah do you um, i thought we saw that you had a degree in in script writing is that right or a uh, yeah it's a so it's a graduate or... certificate in okay. script writing uh, then i did oh. a master's in creative writing and that's okay. when i knew i was going to write a book i'm like i'm <laughs> getting into this master's so i can get a kick in the ass as so i can get a mentor who's like watching me <laughs> and i can actually publish something because i didn't trust my own like self-discipline <laughs> 
That's great. Is there something that stands out to you from that program? Like, what did you learn from that? And what would would you um, advise people to do that if they were interested? Or a hundred percent. And what stands out the most is like peer review, and it and it's just not being the smartest person in the room. Like, like. I mean, in high school, I was like the, let's say one of the better writers in, in yes. the class, but that goes out the window, like, <laughs> go into university and everyone is like, just as if not more talented and more experienced than you. And just being humble about that and learning from them, getting their yeah. feedback. It's both scary and completely amazing. So absolutely. Like if you, if you want to just dive in, like do a, do a program like that. That's awesome. It makes such a difference when you have amazing people reading your work and giving you feedback oh my gosh, yeah. um, and getting to read their work too. Like, I feel like you can also learn so much by reading other people's <laughs> work and seeing what they're doing and studying that for sure. Oh, I did. Yeah. They were uh, such talented people and um, I still keep in touch with some of them and they're awesome. just doing great work too. And just to say, by the way, in this talk, so like if we're talking about like review, like getting feedback and stuff, mm-hmm. my, my first reader, because once you give your thesis, you have a first reader and you have a meeting okay. about your thesis. So technically this book is my thesis, by the way. Okay. So, really? I was just yeah. you started writing it during the program. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. It took me a few years. I, I was guided along the way. I was studying at the same time. Yeah. So that's what that, that's what happened there. And so when I had my thesis meeting, they tore apart my book. Like they just, oh, I, it was horrible. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I picked and chose like what was relevant and what wasn't. Yeah. And that's, what's important. You have to, you have to really like filter, filter the, sure. the feedback. And, Do you have any advice for people getting feedback and like how to receive hard feedback or deal with hard <laughs> yeah. feedback? Maybe, like, from well, that or? see who's talking because like if it's really not your audience so in the end this first reader was like the furthest from my audience you could even <laughs> like you could <laughs> and so see who's see who's telling you that feedback definitely pick out the the points that are good and like because there there has to be something helpful in there there always is yes and um yeah just like get more feedback because they're not right like you're that one person isn't you know right like about everything so yes yeah diver- diversify your <laughs> assets as my husband would say he's a financial planner <laughs> That's something <he> say. <laughs> sorry i'm on calls i like i hear his calls like all day long now with this quarantine so like <laughs> so the vocabulary is coming in <laughs> <laughs> diversify your assets <laughs> Any recommendations you would have about dealing even with the emotion side of having someone kind of tear it apart during that? Was was that part of the process as well? Oh, man. So dealing with the emotion. <laughs> We're just jumping right in. I'm sorry. Journal just out, cry it out. Like, yeah. talk, talk to your mommy. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Know. Um, and talk to your best friends and and your colleagues because they support you and they they also they're also like honest about stuff like I've had my best friend help me so much throughout my reading my earlier drafts and she was straight with me she's like yeah no this doesn't work this kind of like is weird like what like that's a that's like a plot hole like what happened like so get someone you trust to read it because their feedback's so valuable and just as much as like a, a like a completely unbiased uh, readers sure. so balance balance it out like they'll help you out that's great that is something I felt <laughs> reading your book actually I felt like it was um I remember being impressed that it, it felt like a really consistent whole story 
Um, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You didn't mind the cliffhanger? No. <laughs> it did make me really anxious to read book two, which I hope you are on your way to finish. You know what? And yes, I'm writing it now, but just to say one of those, one of the feedback I got from that person who destroyed my, my book was like, you can't end it like that. That's unacceptable. It's mm. like, and I was like, oh, honey, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think there are genres that that wouldn't fly in, but a hundred percent and totally. And you know what? To be honest, I really wasn't sure how people were gonna take that. So, but so sure. far, that feedback's been actually really, really great. Like, people enjoy the cliffhanger, so I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. <laughs> when they know what is coming, I think it's like when you never know if it's gonna be coming in like ten years, or but when it's already being written, it's like okay. Right. <laughs> Like is George R. To uh, no, uh, who did I just say? George R. R. Martin. Did yeah, I just yeah. combine <laughs> combine two legends? Um, he's <laughs> he's like never gonna finish, right? <laughs> I was thinking both Stephen King and George R. R. Martin as well, <laughs> because that's exactly. I think you're just like, so famous. <laughs> then you don't exactly. They don't even have to. <laughs> no, they can do whatever they want. They just seem you can take some walks, leisure walks, and <laughs> just forget about the, their obsessed audience. <laughs> so how is book two coming? How are you feeling about that? What's it like to write a second book? And what are your plans kind of overall for this series? Wow, that's a big question. Um, so it's coming. It's coming. I, I gave myself like a strict writing schedule. I booked my editor so that I knew I had to like hand something in. Like I, I need those deadlines, as you can see. <laughs> so it's it's going. And um, you know what? I, I don't I can't tell you my full plan for the series because I don't know how many books there will be. So people okay. are thinking it's a trilogy and I'm thinking it could be more. So nice. I don't want to sort of put it in a box. <laughs> sure. yeah. I feel like you have a you gave yourself a lot of options. Like there's enough world building there that you can really play with a lot of things. So that makes sense to keep it open. And I love asking people. Uh, I love asking readers what they expect because that makes it so much more interesting too so maybe later i'll pick it up <laughs> can we actually talk about the opening sequence of it because i really loved the historical like look mm -hmm. back and then the mm -hmm. move forward into the urban fantasy kind of setting yes. um the first three chapters are actually available for download on um the instagram i think your instagram has it underneath yeah, the, the link. links mm -hmm. is that correct yeah you can find it in my bio it'll just link you to that uh, free download and it's also accessible through my site uh, katieanglehart.com and that opening sequence when <laughs> we have someone being dragged to their death yes. i'm in there i'm feeling it it oh, was so wow. visceral how did you approach even just the historical research of it the like obviously it was very connected to how this person is feeling do you want to mm -hmm. talk about how you <laughs> kind of approach that theme <laughs> yeah it's uh well it's a brutal history right which uh which yeah. burnings and uh, a lot of it happened in scotland which people don't associate it with as much they'll think salem which yeah. is uh, but there's uh witch burnings were primarily in scotland and really? it was terrible yeah it was pretty pretty terrible and i try to approach it in a way that's not too dark but um that feels kind of torturous is that a word yes. <laughs> like, yeah so um it's just important it's a, an important part of the history of mckenna's 
history, the main character yes. of uh, just history in general, because it's something that um, I think we still take a little bit lightly. We see it as like myth and it's not. Absolutely. So that's, that's something. Um, I don't know how much more I should elaborate because <laughs> it, it definitely, we do jump back to more past lives as the series yeah. progresses too. So. Don't want to give away too much. Yeah. <laughs> Was it it's difficult or interesting to do that, that research or what, um, maybe what I want to ask is like, why, why those witch trials? Why Salem mm -hmm. and Scottish and all of those, like what intrigued you there and what sparked your interest there? I'm a, I'm like a real, I'm really interested in, in witches in general. Um, witchcraft has always interested me. Uh, new age, I've, I'm a huge reader of new age books. So actually okay. a lot of the magic, a lot of the world building comes from concepts I've read about that people are talking about today. So I'm kind of integrating like a lot of modern magical like research into like a fantasy so that mm -hmm. I guess it's more e easily absorbed through story, but that are such interesting and amazing concepts that are like nature based. Like you're going back to like, I mean, Druids and like, they're, they're just going outside and using what they have. It's, it's not like a controlled regimen system. It's just so beautiful. It's just so open. And, and I'm trying to get that, really naturalistic kind of magic in there with of course like the awesome like folklore myth from Ireland and Scotland which is so so yeah. intriguing so interesting yes. I have like so many books on all of it so and that's yeah. my next question like yeah did you go to Ireland and Scotland and like I where did those did. Celtic influences come from for you Man, I did, and and I feel so bad that I'm not Celtic or I'm not Irish or Scottish because, like, I wish I was so bad, and that's why I'm I'm really trying hard to do the research because it's mm. unfortunately it's not part of my heritage, and I fully <laughs> fully like admit that. Um, but uh, I I have tons of books on the topic. We went actually, my husband and I, for our honeymoon. We did Ireland mm. and Scotland, and it's been a nice. oh my gosh, guys, it's like. By the way, I'm covering my face right now for you listeners. Like I'm so, I'm still there, like in my heart. Like it's just something I can't even explain it. It was just, it was, it was completely magical, and that's why I think people fell in love with the landscape so much in the book. It's because I was there and I was writing it before, during, and after. Okay. So um, it was so fresh. Yeah, it was really, really fresh. And now it's like book two, and I'm like in my apartment. And I'm like, Ew. <laughs> Where is the, where are the mountains? Yeah, <laughs> do you still have like do you have pictures of different places that you're using as part of the inspiration? Is that or are you going to new places that you haven't been? Like how are you? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> Sorry, such a good question. Um, so I yes, so I'm going back to like I'm kind of reopening my honeymoon album a lot of the times actually, and yeah, so now we're like book two set in Scotland. I guess I could say that. And nice. yeah, there's definitely things that uh, there. I'm like revisiting those places, adding a couple new ones. <laughs> I'm like on Google Earth, literally yeah. like fifty percent of the time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how long does it take to get there? And then like, okay, there's a lot of traveling in, in my book. Um, That's such a great resource for writers, though, that, that we can do that, you know? Like, Absolutely. But it just sets you back sometimes because you're like, like it's logistics sure. and then you're yeah. just trying to be creative and you're like, oh, this is the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever written. So yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Uh, that's I what I'm for, right? <laughs> oh, first draft is like, uh, guys, if you're like writers, please 
give yourself a break if you're don't worry about your first draft don't even worry about your second draft like just make it an actual book on like the third it's okay <laughs> that is fantastic advice <laughs> Well, people like are, are, you know, they're like, oh, well, I like to edit along the way, like, and they're like smoking their cigars, like, okay, relax, because <laughs> no one writes a good first draft. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so, I mean, it's so important for people to say that and, and for writers to say that as many times as possible, because I think yeah. we can't hear that enough, that no one has like this publishable book Absolutely. after draft one, like <laughs> literally. <laughs> No, exactly. I was actually very interested in, I listened, so the, the episodes I listened to of your podcast were the books that inspire your world building and the fantasy subgenres. Did, yeah. did you want to talk about either of those, either some of the books that you use, you know, some of your favorites for world building, or if you wanted to talk about urban fantasy and how your book fits within that? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, so like I said, I read a, I read a lot of uh, new age books and then books on particularly um, because it's so influenced by Ireland, so Irish mythology. And those are the kinds of books I use for myself. And I know world building is so different for everyone. So I'll suggest like any mythology is such a great place to start because um, I think every writer's influenced by like some people are just drawn to Greek mythology or like ancient Egypt and and if like you know what it doesn't mean your setting has to be in ancient Egypt or, or ancient Greece just if those are the stories that you're pulled towards like there's a reason so just kind mm -hmm. of keep them there read them skim and I, like I promise you you're just gonna get you're just gonna get an idea or you're maybe it's a villain or maybe it's your protagonist or a setting or something so those are the kinds of things I like to advise people on and then of course there's actually practical world building textbooks and things like that but I'm not gonna lie like I'm not good at following instruction like I, I won't read those <laughs> I mean, people like that, though. So people like to be guided. So there's tons of great books out there. If you, you Google like top world building books, you'll find like more detailed um, instruction. But otherwise, like get inspiration from stories you love. I mean, yes. Neil Gaiman wrote a book on Norse mythology uh, and Neil Gaiman in general, just like all of yeah. his stories are just all over the place and, and amazing and super magical. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really, I don't even really have like concrete, like this is how you do it advice, but um, a little bit of everything. And that's, so, I mean, yeah. doing it organically, I think everyone has their own method and mm -hmm. even acknowledging that your method might be different than someone else's and that's perfectly valid, yeah. but following someone's 10 step list may not be the way that makes sense to you as a writer. And that's great. Like it's all valid. <laughs> Yes, completely. And that's why in that episode too, like we're, we're just the, the, I guess the concrete like advice that we did give was ask yourself certain questions like what's, mm -hmm. what do they eat in that world or how do they trust or, or is there, are there religions and what does the landscape look like? Those are, I mean, once you've had your inspiration, get in there and just like try to try to answer those as best you can. I love that you also pointed out and said like to follow what interests you because I think that mm -hmm. is so important like writing a book takes a long time and it's a lot of effort and you're gonna have to read it a ton <laughs> like so definitely like it's so important to be interested in what you're writing and to write the things that you're passionate about and that are interesting to you and to follow that curiosity I think is really important that's so well said exactly just follow your curiosity and follow your excitement and people yeah. don't do that enough because it's yeah. like it's 
it's like kind of backed by fear sometimes it's like yeah well if i do that i'm, I'm maybe i'm wasting time or shouldn't i be doing this or working yeah. harder or getting a third job or <laughs> or like i don't know reading more you know uh, world building books like no just what are you interested in why are you interested in it and maybe that's yeah. your next story yeah and okay can you talk a little bit about why fantasy um urban fantasy and like why did you choose to write urban fantasy? Did you know it was going to be urban fantasy going in or did you write it and then kind of figure out, oh, this is the subgenre it fits in? Or, you know. I'm trying to remember. Um, this is a weird story. So it's written, it was written for, <laughs> first as a TV series because okay. um, I wasn't sure. Yeah, like I, I was really into television, as I said before. And uh, I was like discussing with, with my husband and like brainstorming ideas. I'm like, you know, for script writing class, like I have to come up with uh, an original series sure. and I'm like oh like what's something that I can sell like in Canada because it's a whole different oh. market here it's specific yeah. it's like and he like waved me off and he's like just write what you like you like witches fairies all these things he's like right about this is by the way someone who's like we're very opposite in terms of like belief systems and stuff like I kind of like I believe in like a lot of magical like concepts and he is like like you you die and that's it like you're very like, <laughs> like that's him very rational person but he he's very like supportive of like the things I'm really drawn to so when he said that it's like I kind of saw it all like before like happen before me so wrote as a pilot and then I just kept picturing it as a book series and my amazing amazing classmates said well hey like this is a book series you know and I was like really <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then I think um the Ireland aspect and stuff was just I I just always wanted to go there so I, I just wanted it set there and I think when we were discussing our honeymoon destinations I'm like well let's go to Ireland because like I now I need to go and <laughs> it just sparked a lot of like the story because the the places we saw were like they're they're pretty much featured in the book so yeah and you do such a great job of describing some of those locations like you feel like you're there that's so sweet because I find description is like my weakest point so <laughs> me really too right? nice description <laughs> Dialogue. Yeah. I think seeing something in real life and then being able to take that and describe it in your own words, often we're like, oh, I have to like create this completely. And it's like, no, like the world is there. Like it's there yes. for you to see and for I you to interact that. with. I love that you said that. That's one of the be the best advice uh Neil Gaiman gives. He says, look in like look outside your window, something like that. Like it's right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I love his descriptions. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, what would be your advice for authors just writing a book in general? Like, what would you tell them? What do you wish someone had told you earlier on? Um, what advice do you have for people who want to, to publish, to put their book out in the world? Is there anything, yeah, anything that you would love to share? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot I, I'd like to, I think I'd like to say and that I wish I was told too, because like when I was growing up, I thought traditional was the only um, route to mm -hmm. take. And I was pretty convinced. I'm like, yeah, of course, I'll, of course I'll go traditional, but more and more like self-publishing is becoming very, very respected. It's not the second choice, it's a lot of people's first choice. And it's, yeah. it's it was my first choice when I actually looked into uh, the difference. It, actually, we did an episode on that too just like indie versus traditional and the pros and cons and yeah. so look into that I mean don't be yeah. discouraged people it's not for everyone traditional is not for everyone indie's not for everyone so take a look at that other than that I mean um I think run with your first idea because it's like <sighs> people get 
people get sidetracked really quickly or they get discouraged very quickly. Mm. That's totally normal. Writers are a special kind of species. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need extra love and care yeah. and attention. Absolutely. <laughs> we need more hugs. <laughs> I mean, do, yeah, and, and, and develop it. Don't give up on it. Like, yeah. like we were just saying, there's so many ways you can enrich a world. So um, take that idea, keep following your excitement, keep developing it, get readers, get people to read it, not just your mom, your, your mom, I said that weird, <laughs> not just your mother, <laughs> not just, you know, your best friend, although yes, have them read that, have them read it too, um, but just like a network of people and like join writers groups and there's so many Facebook groups and like that are, they're just very supportive of each other, people are offering beta readers people are offering to exchange reviews so um i would say start early in building that support system and that network because it's just as important as writing hmm. i think i wish someone had told me that because i it's kind of like did it all like at the end i was like oh my gosh i need an instagram like i didn't have instagram <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, your Instagram is beautiful. All of the inspirational pictures and the quotes that kind of are associated with it. It's scrumptious. Like, I love it. <laughs> That's so sweet because I honestly don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it's taken. I don't know if, if people care. They're just kind of like liking and, you know. So that's really nice to hear. Thank you. <laughs> so just sidestepping off of something you said, I... <laughs> You have quite a few reviews for a self-published book. Like you've done pretty well, I think, in getting reviews. Is there any advice that you have for people who want to, yeah, get the word out about their book and market their book and yeah. um, get reviews for their book? That is so, so, so difficult to yeah. do, by the way. And I know some traditionally published, yeah. published authors too that don't even yeah, that struggle with it. have yeah. very yeah. many. And it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's not like the writing the book. It's no, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's really visibility. And I'm still working on it. It's extremely difficult to market a book because there's, it's yeah. so saturated. Everyone's just like, everywhere yeah. you look, there's like a new book coming out and it's hard yeah. to keep up, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, the advice is like, so book tours are really good. They're, they're not so expensive. Uh, you can look into some, I, I just did a book tour, a virtual one with Expresso book okay. tours. Oh. That was, that was pretty good. Um, this is where it gets a little bit pricey. You should get your book though on like um, Book Sirens and NetGalley, those kinds of places, because you have some serious reviewers there and they have a following. So if they recommend a book, that's where you'll get some, some more uh, readers. Do a giveaway on Goodreads. I got like 2,000 people who, at the beginning, who, who um, participated in a Goodreads like wow. giveaway. And I was like, yeah. what? Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you get? Also, to get good reviews, I mean, this is like more on the design side. But uh -huh. just if you're going to invest in something, invest it in, a, in an amazing cover because mm -hmm. it really, that's what is going to draw people. So people won't want to review your book if it looks like you did it on paint. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love the color cover for your book. Thank you. Do you want to talk at all about how you went about getting it? Yeah, well, I, so like I said, so I did, I, I mean, I self-published, but I also did it through, um, like a hybrid company sort of. So it's called Cat Baby Press and they work with a cover designer, Michelle Williams Design, I believe. And she's like ridiculous. <laughs> she's amazing. Like I gave her some elements. I'm like, you know, I want like this, these colors and like, this is the kind of, um, like I want like a stone circle, like maybe or whatever. Like I'm not even, like I gave a few different things. She came back within like 
few days and she's like, you know, here's draft one. And it was like, perfect. <laughs> I think I added a That's swirl. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, like she was great. So definitely invest on in a great cover and someone who's experienced it. All right, we've got one minute. Thanks oh my gosh. so much. Thank you. <laughs> so fun. And really, like, we wish you all the best with your books. And we're just so excited to read the next one and to see where you go. This was That's so amazing. fun. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Well, you thank guys you are so such much. a blast. To we speak hope to. that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Same with you. Thank you. Nice with you. <laughs> thank